0: There is absolutely nothing to complain about for the Phoenix Suns tonight. A 16-point win in New Orleans. Devin Booker continuing to play like an all-NBA candidate. And the Suns just staying on top, keeping their foot on the gas. We'll talk about all of it coming out of the Big Easy on today's episode of Locked on Suns. This network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a contributor at Suns.com, as well as Dime Magazine, and a credentialed media member who has been covering this team for the past five seasons. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day. We are everywhere. Growing our YouTube channel, continuing to be on every podcast platform, and the best place way to keep us in every single place is to keep listening and to scroll just a bit down from where you are and hit that subscribe button. Tell every Suns fan in your life to do the same and we'll keep right on trucking. Today's a great day to talk about this team because they are victors against the New Orleans Pelicans tonight by 16 points. Another scorcher offensively, and another double-digit win. And that's where we're going to start today. Big takeaway from tonight's game. People like to say that basketball is a game of runs, and it is. But great teams aren't susceptible to those runs. Great teams don't give up leads, don't fall behind to teams that they should not. They should, they take care of business, right? And so uh, that's really what I came out of this game thinking. We'll get to that in a second, guys. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com. use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the Picks app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. We'll hear more about them later in the show. So, the Pelicans did not outscore the Suns in any quarter. The Suns scored more than 30 points in each quarter, and that is how you weather the storm of runs, right? Again... This Pelicans team, it's the third time the Suns have seen them now. We all have watched these games and know this team is frisky. This team is, uh, they fight, right? Like they actually, I mean, and they're well coached as we all could uh, see coming from a mile away with how respected Willie Green had become in this organization. He has really turned the mentality and, and IQ level of this team around from what it had been, especially on the defensive end. And you have that recipe if you're a young team and you're going to be competitive. They're also not all the way that young with CJ McCollum, Valanchunas, even Devontae Graham in there. It's a lot of veteran players, even though they are sort of rebuilding. So this is not the type of team that you can count out. And the Suns were ready for that. And they responded to every run. The third quarter, the lead at the end of the... kind of as the third quarter was ending... The Pelicans cut it down to single digits when it had been double digits. That was really the only time that it felt like the Suns were letting momentum slip away or sort of letting control of the game go toward the Pelicans. But other than that, they handled it. And there's a few reasons why that was able to happen. There's a few reasons why, in general, the Suns just don't... We don't often see them crap away games. I mean, one is they're a great team. (laughs) It's sort of broadly, that's obvious. But the other one is... They just control the areas of the game and they're becoming even better at this. They control the areas of the game that they need to control. So tonight, as an example, they outshot the Pelicans. They were scorching from behind the arc, 53%, 18 of 34 from deep, whereas the Pelicans were just 12 of 34, which is actually not a terrible number, but the Suns were able to outpace them on deep shots and that obviously helps a pretty good deal. The other one is, well, We'll get, to, we'll get to the one that they aren't doing later in the show, which is maybe what you're thinking of, but the Suns are top 10 in turnover rate on their own, the proportion of possessions where they cough up the ball, right? It's about just over 11.5% of the time, which is very little. And then they're also top 10 in terms of how often they force possessions from the opponent, which is about 13% of the time heading into tonight's game. So they don't lose the possession game. And we don't really talk about that in basketball a ton in in that term, but it's mostly a football thing, I feel like. But it certainly doesn't hurt. And when you look down the box score tonight, the Suns had nine as a team. Nobody had more than two. It's pretty incredible, and it's something that they've really been able to do since Chris Paul has been out, is still control possessions like that. And Booker, I mean, deserves... All of the credit in the world, I honestly did not think that that would be something in his game as soon as this season. He went from a player last year where even in the playoffs at times and in big moments, you would see six, seven turnover games from him, which is not the type of player you would think of him as, and he has basically become that this year, a player that does not turn the ball over really at all, and and I think he is a big part of why the Suns have been able to limit them overall. So with those ingredients in mind, and you're also, of course, going to be able to run more when you're creating those turnovers, which I think is a big part of why the Suns' pace has been higher and faster this year and and has gotten a lot of attention that they're just playing quicker, getting across the half-court line faster, uh, making better and quicker decisions, getting out in transition, all these things, and they've been doing that a lot more with Paul out as well. So all of those ingredients together gets you to a point where you're able to not only weather the storm and, and limit the runs that your opponent makes, but you're also able to continue to pr- put pressure on your opponent. And what that ends up meaning is you blow a lot of teams out. And the at after tonight, the Suns have played 11 games without Chris Paul uh, since the All-Star break. Within those 11 games, five, five games have been... Ten point or more wins. So double-digit wins, five of 11 games. They're seven and three without Chris Paul, or seven and four without Chris Paul overall. That's in and of itself pretty impressive, but to have five double-digit wins in that stretch is even more impressive. The 11 games prior to the All-Star break, where Chris Paul was obviously in the lineup, the Suns also had five 10-point or more wins. So they have been able to keep the pedal to the metal. Um, I hate that cliche and I'm already sorry that I used it, but that's really what's happened here. They have been the enforcer. They have played the game on their terms and they've been able to blow out teams at the same rate that they were before the injury happened. And that that's huge. I mean, that's far from what you would have expected. Without the best player on your team, you'd think you'd be barely getting by if you're even able to win, and the Suns have already proven they can win, and now they're proving they can be just as dominant. So you keep yourself in games. You keep yourself with a lead. You maintain those leads if you're able to do the things the Suns are doing as far as limiting turnovers, staying in it with their shooting, and uh, everything else. But you also give yourself an opportunity to blow teams out. And they weren't doing that early in the season. I mean, you guys all remember how often I was sitting here talking about minutes. It was something Monty Williams got asked about all the time. Limiting minutes is the byproduct of blowing teams out. Blowing teams out is the byproduct of playing efficient basketball and being a two-way team. The Suns are the number one defense over the past two weeks, even without Chris Paul. They are doing it with everybody contributing and it's been really impressive to see. So we'll get into some of the guys who did contribute tonight. And then we'll get to the one thing possession-wise that the Suns aren't doing. First, though, another quick word from our friends at Prize Picks: Who is, who are, reinventing fantasy? That's right, daily fantasy made easy. We love prize picks here on the Locked On Podcast Network and we know you guys will as well. So if you haven't tried it yet, here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over or under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times your bet on any entry. It's just you versus the projection. So there's no pool, there's no head-to-head matchup, there's no leagues. It's you versus those over, under. So entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. You can cross sports and you can basically pick any prop, that you can think of. So let's say, of course, you're going to ride this hot hand that Devin Booker seems to have, so you're going to hit the over on points against the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night, but maybe you are really, really liking what the, let's say, Yankees are going to be able to do, and so you're going to hit the over on Giancarlo Stanton home runs opening day. That's the type of thing you can do at Prize Picks cross sports, any prop you can think of, And you can win. So for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer offer for all Locked On listeners. You will get $50 free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, which of course, they absolutely will. But only when you use the code NBA at sign up. That's right. This is an exclusive offer for Locked On listeners. Sign up today using the promo code NBA for $50 free when your PricePix entry scores a single point. Prize picks, Daily Fantasy, made easy. So, as I mentioned at the very top of the show, Devin Booker continues to play like an All-NBA guy. I don't want to litigate who makes the All-NBA teams this year. I think he has a chance. I think every night that he plays at this level continues to be another feather in his cap toward that ultimate goal, but... It's been pretty incredible. I was just talking about the blowouts there to end the last segment. And what that has ended up meaning for Booker specifically is that the past two games, which have both, of course, been been blowout wins, he is scoring basically a point per minute and efficiently doing it. He's been over 50% from two-point range um, in both games as well. He is now up to this season 49.2% from two heading into this game, and 37% from three heading into this game. He's probably going to see those numbers tick up just a bit after tonight, and he's just been on another level. I mean, his shot making is at the best that I think we've ever seen it when you just talk about the sustained excellence in that regard. I mean, it's basically been, I'm not looking at his game log right now, but it feels like you know the the first of the year. Basically, since he came back from uh, the health stuff, he has been excellent. Um, he missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in December, and basically from that point on, thirty points, thirty two games later, thirty eight the next game, thirty three three nights later, and then uh, the be the. Middle of January, he has that stretch: thirty-five points, thirty points, forty-eight points, twenty-eight points, thirty-three points, forty-three points. Like he, he has been a lock for twenty-five plus basically since the calendar flipped to fit to January. And I hope he gets the All NBA thing, but I, I guess you know I'm kind of trying to do two things at once. I, I I'm I'm opening up the door to that conversation a little bit because of how good he's been, but I also just feel like. It's, uh, it's not the only way to measure excellence, and, and whether he does that, gets that accolade or not, he's been absolutely killer. He is starting to look like the 2019-20 version of Book lately with uh, the balance that he's been able to have to his game, getting these nightly assist numbers. I think he's averaging somewhere like seven to eight assists since Paul has been out, He's balancing with Cameron Payne, who was really efficient tonight as well. They, they feel like the uh, the Booker and Paul that we saw at the end of the last regular season, the Rubio-Booker Rubio, Paul, uh, Rubio Booker stuff that we saw the previous year, um, just, I don't know if there's anything new to be said about Booker. I do want to point out one stretch, which was actually at around the end of that third quarter where I said that it was the only time the Pelicans really made this thing uncomfortable. Um, Booker, with that momentum kind of tilting toward the Pelicans. I mean, that's that's really the framing here that that makes the the sequence so impressive. But I'm sure you guys will remember if you watch the game. Third quarter, I believe CJ McCollum or Devontae Graham has the ball, drives down the right side of the lane, kind of doesn't have an angle on a shot. Doesn't they're both smaller players. Da's at the basket, and uh, I believe Herb Jones cuts right down the middle, right down the the teeth of the paint, coming in for what would have easily been a layup or a dunk. Booker from the weak side spies it from a mile away, runs, sprints, I mean like hurries toward the, the, the play, breaks uh, on the ball, catches the steal, collects the ball along the left baseline, uh, sideline, and then fires a pass and uh, gets the ball out, relocates to the right corner on the other side of the floor, catches the ball, From his teammate again and makes a corner three in rhythm and adds to his point total. 27 on the night, if I didn't say it already. So the two-way play I've talked about as well. I mean, that should only pad the qualification, the candidacy for these all NBA teams as we get toward the end of the year and really start to talk about that stuff. But um I guess I'm just trying to slice it in a bunch of different ways and lay it out on a plate for you guys to pick it up and pick up whichever portion of it feels the most convincing to you, but um, I feel like every night I talk about Booker and every night I kind of tell you guys that I, I know it's routine, I know that it's rudimentary at this point, it's just what we have come to expect from such a great player, but tonight he was excellent on both ends as efficient as he possibly could have been in terms of playmaking and and uh, creating shots for himself and making baskets and uh, you know the theme of this show tonight has been that that level-headedness that consistency of approach in order to keep leads and then blow teams out and you don't you're not able to do that unless you have somebody who can put the ball you can put the ball in their hands every single possession and trust them to either score, or play make, or keep the offense churning, and end up with a great shot. We think of that being Chris Paul on this team, and of course he probably does that in sort of the balance of both of those things at a higher level than Booker right now at their various points of their careers, but Booker does that. Don't get it twisted. He does that. He can be a player who you give the ball to and trust that good stuff will happen on each possession, and... He is playing defense at probably the best level we've ever seen. Another two steals tonight. He's basically been averaging two since the All-Star break, which has not always been the case for him, of course, in terms of the help defense and everything else. So let's hope that more of these performances stack up and it makes it impossible for the voters not to put book in their All-NBA team to close things out. But uh, big tip of the hat to him. Excellent, excellent performance And some rest as a reward heading into a back-to-back on Wednesday night. We'll get to one of the things that the Suns did goof on tonight. One of the things that they'll have to clean up if they want to keep controlling games the way that they are. But first guys, we all know this time of year the the (laughs) New Year's resolution thing is uh, not holding up for most of us. I can tell you mine has already fallen by the wayside. I feel like every year... I tell myself I'm going to read and write more, and I have not done that. We're almost three months into the year, so screw it. But one thing I know I don't have to worry about is eating right, being fueled as I go into my day, and that's because of Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar can be the one solution, one resolution that you can stick to throughout the year because they make it easy. They make it delicious. They make it fun. They make it something to look forward to because Bilt Bar's are not only healthy, not only packed with protein, but delicious. There's a flavor for everybody. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. So they are not that grainy, gritty brick that you're used to. They're delicious, candy bar-like, delicious, I will keep saying it, bars for any time in your day. Bilt Bar worries about flavor first, they make it delicious, and then they figure out how to make it healthy and they pull it off every time. So, go to built.com, guys, peruse their offerings, pick what's best for you, and use the promo code LOCK15 when you do to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So, I've been beating around the bush all episode long. It's time for me to tell you what the one thing. The Suns did not do, and it's probably the one hole in the argument that they've been controlling these games. They obviously have been doing more in the way of blowouts. They obviously have been able to win 7 of 11 without Paul, so that speaks for itself. But we know that this area is something that they have been struggling with and that they've been trying to emphasize, and that, of course, is rebounding. The Suns were out-rebounded 44-34 to 34 tonight. It's been a constant struggle for them. DeAndre Ayton has been incredibly vocal about not only his own efforts in that area, but as a team, the level of emphasis that the coaching staff and and his teammates have been placing on it for everybody to chip in. And tonight they did not get that done. Um, Five rebounds for Ayton, only six for McGee, uh, three each for Crowder and Bridges. So it just needs to be better. Um, And of course, as I've said, Part of what makes it difficult is if the Suns themselves don't offensive rebound, then their overall rebounding total is going to look worse comparatively. Really what they need to just focus on doing is not allowing the opponent to have second chance points. And then you look at tonight, they did. Herb They they let them. Herb Jones, two. Valanchunas, three. Hernan Gomez, two. And that's the problem, um, is allowing the size, the bigger players on the opposing team to get into the glass, prolong possessions, get second chance opportunities. The Pelicans had, um, let's see, 56 points in the paint out of 115 scored. They actually had more points in the paint than the Suns, despite getting outscored by 16. So those are the types of things that happen when you do not control the glass. And it is a bad way to keep leads and extend leads and blow out your opponent if you are not controlling the glass. So of course, don't want to ignore the fact that that is a continued reality for the Suns, and it can't just come down to Aiton. And I think this team knows that as well. It can't just be that Aiton and, J- and Javale McGee come in and do everything. Uh, the opposing team is going to be keeping a body on them, boxing them out. It's going to need to be a rebounding by committee thing. The Suns play a six-six power forward, a six-seven small forward, a six-five-two guard. Like they are not big in the traditional sense, or really by any sense of that word. Um, so they need more guys. They needed to be a focus and an emphasis, and tonight uh, was a deficiency for them, even if they did come away with the win. Gotta check in on one last player here. We'll do a quick bench mob vibe check. JaVale McGee was excellent. 19 points, six rebounds, only missed three shots. Been a while since he had just a huge game like that, so good to see he's going to need to Continue to have his confidence and energy level and, and health heading into the playoffs, so good to see him pack it in, r- rack up some stats a little bit there. But the guy that I really wanted to hit is Tori Craig, who has been a mainstay here in the Bench mob Vibe Check lately, and he made his shots tonight, so I can't just let the day go by and not give it up to our man Tori, who finally, at long last, caught some fire. I doubt this will get him up into regular shooting percentages but uh, at the very least hopefully can be a step in the right direction toward just regressing toward his normal type of shooting numbers which maybe that's still below average maybe you know what he was able to do last year with the Suns was a little bit of a fluke i'm i'm inclined to believe that that's okay he just needs to keep the defense relatively honest stay on the floor you know earn playing time by by making open shots like in the playoffs a team that wants to win a championship cannot play a player who can't even make the open shots that are generated for him on a consistent basis. So it was huge to see Craig make three of six from deep and just get back on track. Hopefully that is what ends up happening. It it unlocks so much for the Suns from a lineup flexibility standpoint, from a size standpoint, and it just gives Monty another guy to trust and play so that he's not forced to go to a really small rotation right away in the playoffs. So I've been uh, ragging on Craig <laughs> for several uh, feels like weeks at this point, unfortunately. So I, I had to give it up to the to the Suns' newest addition, at least on his uh, on his big night here. So tomorrow, Rockets. This team has given the Suns trouble. This is the team that uh, obviously accidentally hurt Chris Paul. So uh, there have been some back and forth games. This team can put points on you. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. As Uh, as back-to-backs go, Pelicans-Rockets is not exactly the most difficult one you can imagine, so I think that'll help. We'll see. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen after every single game and every single day, guys. Now go make Locked On NBA your second listen to catch up on everything you might have missed around the NBA on Tuesday night.